This is Ebony. And Julia. And this is, is the mic on. We've been busy for the past few days, and um, there's a lot in the news. I know you guys heard about Beyonce's release of Lemonade, but we don't <laughs> want the Beehive to come at us. So, And we're a little bit late to the party, so we're not even going to go there. But what I want to talk about is this drama between Kelly Ripa and Michael Strahan. But anyway, let me give you the rundown. So last week, Michael Strahan, uh, who's a former football player turned TV personality, announced that he was leaving live with Kelly and Michael in September. I think his contract is actually up in or in, in September. And he's going to be co-anchor on Good Morning America, which I think is a syndicated show, so it aired nationally, you know, big deal. And Kelly felt blindsided because she was told of his move just minutes before his announcement, which is very, very similar to what happened with her when Regis left in 2011. I think Regis told her 20 minutes before showtime about his departure from the show so you know there's running theme going on yeah she was angry that she wasn't given fair warning and she felt that her show was being slighted for good morning america and uh like she went on this rant about it's really about respect in the workplace oh she wants to put some respect on it <laughs> exactly <laughs> respect, on her. respect it that's exactly what she said but um I mean personally I think she overreacted because in the real in the real world that wouldn't work. I don't think she's respecting her her workplace by taking a few days off after a coworker or a colleague announced their departure. You know, like I think that she was throwing shade at him and uh but what's interesting to me is that, like, people are making it into this, like, feminist issue. And, like, I was reading some Who's of the Who's the people? <laughs> oh, you know her people. Let's be, let, let be good. <laughs> Who people is making this a feminist issue? Yeah, they're making it feel real like that. Because it's it's Michael, who's a black guy, and then Regis, who's a white man. Hello, know, truth has come in. Truth has come <laughs> through the door. <laughs> exactly. I welcome so, you now. Can we speak some truth here? <laughs> Hello, truth. So what do you think? Well, obviously, you already see I already welcome truth through the door. So <laughs> it's really not feminist. It's just really, um, I don't know. This is what white people do when they think, like, hey, I kind of put you in here, so therefore you owe me. And I feel like yeah. no one owes you anything. Like, when was the last time did you tell all your coworkers you were about to give me two-week notice? Exactly. Did you ever do that? No one does and, that. And I think in the Michael Strahan situation that um, actually the production team or whoever is in charge knew that he was leaving. And they exactly. told him not to say anything. So he did exactly what right. he was told to do. Yeah, um, yeah. She needs to reevaluate herself and maybe realize that maybe you're not as valuable as you thought you were. You're the common denominator. First, Michael wow. didn't tell you. He's <laughs> the common denominator. The other guy didn't tell you. Like, come on, you're the common denominator, and you just walking <laughs> off. I don't know if you got that part where she, um, when she didn't come to work, 
and yeah. he was walking out her house and people, you know, paparazzi zoomed in because she was holding this book called David and Goliath. I guess she's supposed to be David. Oh, and, you know, yeah. <laughs> very petty, you know, petty, petty, petty. Even though she came back and tried to act like she's playing the bigger person, she still was giving uh, Michael some shade. Yeah, she mentioned something about his divorce, right? Like, she was like, oh, Michael, you were divorced. And as far as, like, from what I've read, he had a really bitter divorce, like, where I think historically among, yeah, historically among, like, athletes, he (laughs) was up there. Yeah. He was up there. Yeah, it was. So, like, for her to even mention that, I mean, really? (laughs) How low can you go? And he's just taking everything in stride because at the end of the day, he's going to be all right, you know? He's winning. The mm-hmm. point is they're trying to get rid of live with Kelly. Live with, it's going to be live with nobody. It's going to be Good Morning America. <laughs> and she needs to get over it. And what she needs to do instead of crying is try to figure out her next plan because, you know, soap opera. Exactly. Or get on that gravy bus. She needs to figure something out. She needs to stop mm-hmm. being petty and figure something out. That's true. Well, a lot of people suggested that her husband become the co-host. He was a guest host several times on the show. And they, of course, they have good chemistry and they've been together forever. And people enjoy, you know, like Kelly seems like, you know, a real down-to-earth Jersey girl. So people enjoy that. And then I think his name is Mark. I don't know, whatever his name is. Willows or something like that. Yeah. Are you sure that's his name? Are we serious, I think? I don't know, I stereotype every day because everybody stereotypes me every day. <laughs> but um, I think it's Mark Consuelo. I, I don't know. I think it's that for some reason. I don't know what his name is. But let's do Vipa. No, it isn't. I don't know that. <laughs> but I think it's um, Mark Consuelo. I'm telling well, you. We'll find out because it might actually happen. Maybe her, that's best for them. You know, like people love seeing them together. So why not? You know, he can be co-host if the show continues. That's if the show continues. I think if they're not telling you what's going on and not letting you know the moves that are being made, is because the show's going to be axed. Like, how far back can we push this? Exactly. But so Rachel Ray is not going to come on at 10 anymore? So <laughs> I don't, don't know. I don't, know cause that. Cause I don't even know who watches Rachel Ray. Hey, she's been up. Somebody's watching her. People who don't want to cook is watching her. Because everything she do is five minutes. I don't know. What kind of cook is she doing? Actually, it's it's not visually, like, appealing. So I, I'm not no. a huge fan of her show or her, her cooking. You know, like, I like colors in my food. I like spices. and I like uh, my food to I be cooked. How about that? <laughs> you doing that <laughs> cooking five minutes? Anybody I just not raw. <laughs> Uh, speak for yourself. I just made myself some chickpea salad for lunch tomorrow. <laughs> I feel all proud. Thank you. <laughs> the Caribbean side of me. <laughs> for all my Santafes out there, we know that food be taking us three hours to cook. <laughs> I know. I can't deal with that. I just can't. It takes three hours time. to cook. Yeah, I don't have time either, but still, it's yeah. so good. It's so good when you get it, though. It is. I'll leave that up to my parents. You can even chew the bones. (laughs) (laughs) I'll leave that one up to my parents. I just do not have time. I don't even know how they do it. Go to work for for eight hours a day, then drive home in traffic, and then come and cook a full meal. (laughs) Whatever. 
Yeah, well, moving into that, well, you know, this week is going to be Mother's Day's week. What are you? What, are, what plans do they have for you? I mean, usually on Mother's Day, I take the the day for myself. Like my kids will buy me a gift, and my husband will buy me a gift, and I just pretty much do whatever I want, which is like oh, yes. go to Barnes and Nobles and sit there and drink coffee, or Starbucks and sit there and drink coffee and read a book all day, oh. which to me is divine. But um, this year, I'm transitioning careers and. Uh, I'll be in class. <laughs> so, yay for me. I'm going to. Oh, you'll be in class week. on Sunday? Yeah. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday and Sunday, I will be doing a coding class. So, uh-huh. yeah. Girl, you got to, can't stop, can't stop, won't stop. You got to, got to keep going, man. So, just sacrificing that time with my family. I see them all week anyway. So, <laughs> it's fine <laughs> with me. You know, and what about you? What are you up to? Well, for me, I do this every year at the mm-hmm. stroke of midnight. Don't ask me nothing. Don't say nothing to me. <laughs> I don't care what it is. I'm like, nope, it's Mother's you Day. You go on strike. Nope, it's Mother's Day. Yes, I go on total strike. Like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. Don't don't explain nothing to me. I just need peace. I need you to yeah. not say anything to me. For yes. just 24 hours. And I use it to the fullest extent. Okay. Yes. They be, as soon as I hear my kids say, Ma, what? Who? Because you better talk to your dad. Because I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> Girl, I, I can't even stay in the same house. How do you even stay around? Like, I, I, I have I to get them, out. I kick them out. I tell them, oh, okay. them, why should I leave my fantasy? Why should I leave my beautiful bed and exactly. leave my TV so they can still know? <laughs> I tell them to exactly. leave the house. And go somewhere and do something. But as for me, I just chill. I either Netflix it. I either chat on the phone. Or sometimes I even go to a friend house and we just do nothing. But yeah. at the end of the day, don't say nothing to me. I don't even want to be reminded that I'm a mother. I just want to be me, Julia. Just yeah. Julia. Like, I don't even want to hear mu- No, Julia. Give me a gift <laughs> and then leave me alone. <laughs> That's but, you I know, I get... I get more excited over Mother's Day than I do my own birthday. I don't know Me why. Me too. Like, I am not, like, when I, when it's my birthday, I'm not excited. I'm just like, oh, it's another year. Thank God for that. But, like, Mother's Day, I'm like, yeah, Mother's Day coming up. Like, but you know, <laughs> you think you're getting turned up or something. Yeah, that's true. That is true. As I got older, I'm not as excited as my birthday. So I need to turn that around. I figure, like, you know what, for me to get excited on my birthday, I think a good birthday would be, for me would be just to be out with my girlfriend. Like, yeah, let's chill out. Like, there's, there's no husband, no kids, no thing. It's just my girlfriend's and we active. Like, we just chilling. I think, that, you know what? I, I think that's what I want to move towards to. Like, yo, you know what, I don't even want no gifts. Actually, can I have like a weekend with my girls and we just yes. go somewhere and just chill? Yes. That'll be my birthday gift. I don't even want anything but that. I want to exactly. be reminded of my 20s when I was in college. I want to be reminded of that. Birthday vacay, that's what you need. Yeah, and you know I what, a friend of mine... without the family. Exactly. A friend of mine once suggested that you do an all-girls hip-hop karaoke party for your birthday. Ooh, and to that me, that is good. So <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I would be spitting good. some Nicki Minaj flow. And <laughs> so like, and I always wanted to do that. 
it would be Whose birthday coming up? Your birthday is coming up. We need to make that happen. <laughs> My birthday all the way in July. July twenty eighth. That's close hey, enough. Anybody want July twenty eighth? July twenty eighth. <laughs> that is but, close um, enough. Hip hop karaoke. My mom makes a big deal. That's yeah. the only thing. My mom, she's like, she still wants the birthday cards. She still wants you to call her and say, happy Mother's Day. I love you and thank you for everything you have done. My mom is really big about us. Like, we could be like 100 years old. She still wants you to call her and say that Not every mine. day. My mom Not mine. I made, I made the mistake and sent my mom an empty card once, and that was the last. That was the end of my card giving giving experience with my mom i have never given her a card since she was so offended like how could you put no money up in there i didn't put no money in there (laughs) (laughs) so we gotta give my mom caribbean parents you gotta give us money or give but she's like what kind of sentimental (laughs) like what kind of sentimental shit is this i don't want this i remember my grandmother she was in a hospital, and she wasn't feeling good, but it wasn't nothing big, where it was like, oh, my God, she just wasn't feeling good. She had something with her. So my aunt, which is her daughter-in-law, yeah. now, she's not in the Caribbean life. You know, she's African-American. She's not Caribbean, you know. So she comes into the hospital with a big bouquet of flowers, which are beautiful flowers. To me, that is awesome. My grandmother... Gave her the craziest look, like, who the hell is she coming with these damn flowers? <laughs> Did she not get the memo that flowers die? <laughs> yes. Exactly. She's like, why is she giving me flowers? I just came out of the, I'm in the hospital. I'm missing three days of babysitting right now. Right now, I'm missing my money. Because <laughs> my mom, used, my grandmother used to babysit the kids in the neighborhood. Yeah. So she's looking like, why is she giving me dead flowers when she could just give me the money that I've been, I would have been losing? She could have exactly. gave me a card and put some exactly. money in. I was looking at my grandmother like, OMG. But she didn't say it in front of my aunt. She waited till she left, and she yeah. talked about that for a whole week. She's like, so who's going to clean these flowers? Me? Not me. <laughs> so she's like, exactly. you gave me flowers, now you got to put me to work to keep these flowers up. She's like, when you could have easily just gave me a card with money. Well, once I took my, like, I don't know if everyone else's experience is like this, but, you know, shoot us an email or something and let us know, because we can't be the only one, especially if you're Caribbean. I once took my mom to, like, the store. I wanted to get her a nice pocketbook. I told her, like, pick out whatever you want, you know, I'll buy it and whatever. We walked through that store for a good two hours, and she did not pick out anything. And I realized, like, the reason she wanted the money. She (laughs) wants the money. Exactly. She wants the money. It's not about she does not want the bag. Like, she she would rather me give her the money for a three hundred, four hundred dollar bag, and then she buy a fifty dollar bag and keep she, the rest. Is she pocket the rest? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, and I was like, I did not know what to think because I'm like, if someone take your store and say get whatever you want, I'm not refusing that. You know, you might walk out of there empty handed, which is exactly what she did. Cause <laughs> Because I was not playing. That's why I think that's why with my kids, like I'm really sentimental, like with the gift giving. Like my yeah, son I'm very sentimental a, about that. My too. yeah, my son will make me like a homemade card, and I treasure that stuff. Like for Christmas, he bought me, he bought me because I'm into comic books, mm-hmm. and um, 
like I was reading this comic book called Saga. So they bought me the like all the volumes that I was missing, and he bought me like a Minecraft zombie, which mm-hmm. I thought is so cute. And like they're on my nightstand, and like I will treasure that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean that's what's important to me, you know, like the thoughtfulness. Like, it's still something that I like. It's not always about the money or how much they spend or anything like that, you know? It's just the thought. Like, it really is for me when it comes to my kids. So, like, that just it goes to It's a thought. Yeah. It's a thought and leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine's is, all right, give me a card, give me a gift, and then leave me alone. That, that's how I know you love me. Just leave me alone. <laughs> just leave me alone. <laughs> So, what's the best thing, or what do you like most about being a mother? Um, that your kids will love you unconditionally, no matter what. No matter true. what. You know, whether you, you're making a million dollars or you're making nothing, whether you're the prettiest thing or the ugliest thing, whether you're fat or skinny, your kids will really love you for you. They, and they that's do. just, they, that's unconditionally. Like, they will always. And they're always, so forgiving. Yes, very forgiving. They're always waiting for you to just take them back in. So, yes, that's one of the greatest things about being a mother. Like, you know, you can finish yelling at them, and they're like, Mom, you're not going to give me a hug? And then it's just like, oh, okay, forget it. Let me give you a hug. But <laughs> that's, that's like, the wonderful thing about being a mother, that you have that person that will love you unconditionally, and they're constantly waiting for you to just show them any type of love. You know, they, they're there for you. For me, there's a lot of guilt because, like, I'm, my day is long and, you know, I no matter what I do, I always feel like I'm not spending enough time with them or I'm not doing enough or at the same time, I want them to be, like, independent, you know. I'm expecting my third uh, soon and I'm trying to teach them how to do certain things on their own So, because I know I'm not going to be able to show them as much attention as I do now which I already feel guilty about like you know baby I don't feel guilty about that like I know a really? lot of mothers who talk about like oh my god I feel guilty but I'm like nigga, like I don't like because yeah. they know that I'm here like they know that mommy gotta go to work or mommy has to do this like mommy has to go to the yeah. store and buy the food the food won't come walking to you yeah <laughs> like so they kind well, of also, and I kind of let them know that and plus I let them be independent so that they can yeah. kind of have their own life too so that they're always looking at me like, oh, entertain me. No, I'm not entertaining you because I want to have my own life. So you need to kind of figure that's out how to entertain very important. Yourself. Exactly. Like, that's very so important. So that's why I try not to feel guilty because when it's time for us to do things, we do things. Yeah. When it's time for you to do your thing and I do my thing, you know. So I've never really felt that guilty trip. Like, yeah. I, But you're not the well, only one. I have everybody that are around me, most of my friends around me. That do yeah. have they always be like, oh my god, I feel guilty. I'm like, damn, what's wrong with me? Because I sure as hell don't feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> well, they 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 spend a lot of time with their dad. Like he's their coach for soccer and for basketball, and you know, like he gets the bond with them in that way because okay. they're boys. And I I don't. I have to find other ways to bond with them. Like you know, when my youngest is having. Like, he starts acting up anytime he wants my attention. So mm-hmm. I will, 
what I would do is have like a Dylan mommy day and I'll just mm-hmm. take him out like over the weekend I took him to see what was that movie Ratchet and, and Spank or whatever I don't know Ratchet and something Clank mm-hmm. Clank <laughs> that's what it is Ratchet and Clank I took him to see that movie you know just so although we're just sitting there together and he's leaning on me it's still time where it's us you know so I try to do things like that. And yeah. See with me yeah. the way I bond with my kids is through comedy. Like Yeah. I just be playing. I just be like, they'll do something and I just say something funny and my, my son be on the floor rolling like, Mommy, you stupid, you so funny. Like, <laughs> how do you come up with these things? So that's the way I bond to them and then yeah. they know that I like to laugh. So my sons yeah. will come to me, like my little one, he's two years old. So yeah. now he has his new thing. He'll be like, mommy, you farted? No, Ethan, you did that with <laughs> Logan. You did that with your mom. Like, he'll do this little fart sound. And yeah. Like, you farted? You farted? And he'll just go around and say, did you fart? Did you fart? Like, because he knows that I like these little funny things. So that's our way of bonding. Um, yeah. All the other stuff that he do, like all the little video games, like, oh, Roblox. That's the yeah. thing. My son loved that Minecraft. I'm like, I don't care. Um, and I'm not going to pretend like I care because I don't really care about those video games. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, I mean, but, I do things. Like, I used to read to them every single night. And I I would, uh, like, since I'm learning how to code in computer programming, I, I, I think it was Code Academy. I went to Code Academy with them. And every night we will, will do a little bit together so that they can learn as well so and i'm trying to be present i really am like mm-hmm. like if they like i don't know if you read uh shonda rhymes book um a year of yes or something like that uh, oh um, I, I i think i didn't read it but i read an article that you heard about it. it yeah yeah like she talks about like saying yes to her kids and dropping everything for her kids for an entire year you know like one thing, I got money like that. She could do that. I can't. Well, that's the thing. Like she, the we, she has money, but she's busy. You know, like in order to keep that money coming in, she just, you know. But whether it's five minutes that she spent, like she'll drop everything, no matter what she she's doing. She'll say yes to her kids if her kids want to play some, play, want her to read a book to them or to play a certain game with them, she'll take that time and be present and say yes and do it with them, you know. And that goes a long way because I feel like besides the basics, more than anything, they want your attention. They want to be validated by their parents. I want to make him make sure that he knows that I'm here, he can talk because it's now, now, now is the time to instill those habits so that when he's a teenager, he can't be afraid to come and tell us stuff, you know, mm-hmm. because of how we we're going to react. So, like, I, I try to think of that. And it's it's a lot. I mean, to do it right, it's a lot. And it's a lot yeah, of sacrifice. It's a whole lot. <laughs> it's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot of lot. sacrificing. Well, my son is in kindergarten, so he ain't got that much story to say. Yeah. Oh, they're coming. <laughs> but I would like people to tweet us, yeah, telling us their best or their worst or just their experience as a parent, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or the yeah, ugly truth. The ugly the truth, ugly truth about parent. parenting, you know, because a lot of people have kids when they're young, and these aren't conversations that 
they have. You know, everything is sugar-coated because babies are so cute. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they don't tell you about the sleepless nights. They don't tell mm-hmm. you that they never end. <laughs> they don't tell you about, like, you have to manage trying to be yourself and trying to be an individual and yet taking care of this person, you know? Mm-hmm. So, they don't like, tell you that. No, they don't tell you that uh, what used to work before you had kids in terms of losing weight does not work after you have kids in terms of losing weight. (laughs) Like everything changes. Everything changes. And there's a lot of positives and some negatives. So tweet us at um, Is the Mic On podcast. I'd love to hear some of your responses. The positive side of motherhood, you know, we can do the cliche version of it, but the reality is that just the experience of being a mother and connecting with your child and watching them grow and kind of enjoy the fact that, wow, I brought that to life, you know, and see that they mimic you and you teach them wonderful things and they learn and in due time they do apply it, you know. So it's just kind of cool to know that there's a mini you running around and you're able to care for them and love them and and get unconditional love back in return. The ugly truth about motherhood, I would always say go back to giving birth. No one told me that whole experience was as traumatizing as it was. Now, you know, there's also, oh, once you hold the baby, everything goes away. That was a lie for me. Everything did not go away. I was still traumatized. I was traumatized for a very long time. Because the experience in itself was just, you know, there is the hospital, the, the, oh my goodness, the scare. And that's just the reality, you know. The raw truth of it is that childbirth is a very, very dangerous thing that nobody really thinks about. Um, the aftermath of having a child and raising a child, there's a reward there. But the ugly truth for me is the childbirth. And it's not easy. Every day is not easy. It's a constant battle. You think you have one thing in control, then they tell you, nope, their little personalities tell you there's something else and they're going to do what they're going to do. And it's constant learning. So it's not fantasy. Oh, I have a child. They'll listen to me. Whatever I say, they'll do. No, they have their own little personalities and you have to figure them out. Be the psychologist, be the teacher, be the doctor, be everything else they need you to be just so that you're able to connect with them on their level and, you know, watch them grow and help them grow. The one advice I have, well, I can just take it from me, is being patient and meet your kid where they're at um, and enjoy every single moment because it's like overnight things change. So being patient is very important. Understand that not because they talk like a 30-year-old, they're still a 5-year-old. And they're going to have five-year-old behavior. So learn the developmental stages of a child is important. Um, understand that they, they're jumping around because they're three and they're supposed to. So you have to have some patience with that. Um, patience when they're learning. Patience in knowing that they're going to push your button, but you're still the parent. You know, those are very important. And enjoying every moment. Don't be so busy. It, the laundry could wait. Spend that extra five minutes reading them a book. Spend that extra 10 seconds to put together a puzzle or look at the whatever they're pointing to in the sky that makes no sense. You know, you do all that because before you know it, they're growing up so fast and you're going to miss out. So being patient and making the time 
and prioritize to make sure that whatever it is that they're doing is more interesting to you than doing the laundry and washing the dishes. Those things can happen. Just spend quality time, and that's very important. As far as the, the good side of motherhood, it is, it, 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 it's where your child show you unconditional love and you know, no matter what your flaws and blemishes are, they love you and you it's like you can't do any wrong in their life in their um in their eyes. Now, as far as the the bad side of motherhood, you're constantly worrying. You worry about everything. You worry about, you know, when you drop off your child at the daycare, you worry about when you drop off your child at school. You know, because they're they're exposed to so many different elements and atmosphere, and you know, not everybody is the same. So, you know, that that's a big worry for me, and I worry about the future. Like, whatever you teach your child at such a young age, are they going to, you know, keep that? You know, as far as manners and, you know, just th things like that. I worry all the time, and that's like one of my biggest fears. Um, you know, sometimes that child can be annoying. But that time when they're annoying and you tune them out, that's when they're telling you something that's very important. So take the time out to try to form that bond between you and the child. Um, and and just pray, hope and pray from there. And hopefully they'll be able to open up to you. That's what I, in my personal experience with my nine-year-old, I tried to have that bond with him so he can be able to open up to me and talk to me about anything and ask me anything without having any fear. You know, sometimes we go out and have our little dates and our dates is going to Barnes and Nobles and, you know, he can pick out any book he wants and then we'll have lunch together and then just try to talk so he can feel comfortable around me and ask me anything. You feel so pr productive. You, it's, it's just, it's a joy to watch your children, to watch your, any children, I should say, but to watch my child growing up. It's, I don't know how to explain the feeling you get when you see your your child do anything for them to make sure that they're okay. It's just a wonderful feeling to be a mother. Something I didn't even think I would experience or even think I want to experience. I can't imagine my, what my life was like before I had my son. Because without him, I don't know what I'll be doing with myself right now. I always told people that my son was my savior. He saved me from everything. You know, if you want to be a better person so that your child will have the best that you can give them. The ugly truth about motherhood is tiring. God, it's so tiring. You're always tired. And they're aggravating. They're a bunch of Peters. But if you, your child is in a Peter, they're not comfortable. They're not well loved. When you love your child and they know they're loved, my God, they drive you nuts. They make you want to sit there and pull out every little piece of strand of hair out of your head. And that would probably be less painful. But in a way, you wouldn't imagine life without that type of, sort of pain from them. The, the hard part about being a mother and not being able to change the world so it'd be better for your child. As a mother of a black boy in America, it's a very scary thing. That's the ugly truth about being a mother of a little black boy. It's very scary. It's very scary to think about your baby out in this world or going to be out in this world with people who just hate him just because of the color of his skin. But I would tell anybody who's getting ready to be a mom, take time for yourself. 
do not give your all to any children. Because children grow up and they become adults and they make their own life. And then you're going to be a burden or a bothersome to them because you don't know how to have your own life. Because you've always lived their life. Take time and give yourself time. Take time for you. Get your nails done if you need to. Get your hair done if you need to. Go sit down in a movie theater by yourself eating popcorn and laughing just because. Go sit down at a bar and drink a beer if that's what you want to do. If you're into religion, go sit with the church folks and go to woman retreat. You're just all women without your child. Take time for you. Because if you don't take time for you, you can't be the best you can be for them. I'm a mother of two teenage kids, one 16 and the other 15, a girl and a boy. As challenging as it is um, to be a parent of teenagers, it's I think it it's like air for me. It it makes you just want to live uh, for the kids and just be a better person. Um, I. I'm so grateful that my kids still want to be around me and, you know, hang out with me, uh, especially my daughter. Um, she's 15 and she just comes home and she just loves to talk about what's going on in her life and in her friend's life. And I'm able to try to, uh, to direct her in the right way and, um, and for my son just to make sure that he... Um, make sure that he's taking the right path. Um, but to have two kids that are pretty passionate, they're very family oriented and, um, I take pride in that because, um, I made sure that they were constantly around family and around church and it really helped to build their character. And so as a mom, I enjoy seeing this. And I can take pride knowing that I had something to do with it. Um, I don't always feel like I'm a great mom, but um, at certain times it definitely feels good that when you see the kids do the right thing, that it really makes you proud that you, you had something to do with it.